someday. I love that song, amen? I love it when the guys say, you know the... Uh, <laughs> love it. God is awesome. Psalms 105, 1 through 4 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing psalms to Him. Talk of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. Isn't it such a great feeling to be a child of God? A God through tough times, great times, still loves you and wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. A God who loved you from the beginning. A God who knows all about you, your strengths, your weaknesses. A God who cares about your struggles and your triumphs. A God who gave His Word for us to live by. And by giving it, He gave us a way to see how uh, to live our lives in such a way that will bring glory and honor to Him and will bless your life. A God who sent His Son who was willing to come and die for us. And allow us to be seen right in His sight. Even though we don't deserve it. A God who raised Jesus, His Son, from the dead and proved that not only will He raise Him up, but He'll raise up all His faithful servants. All those who've longed and lived their life looking for the appearance of Jesus. So let me ask you one more time. Isn't it great to be a child of God? I mean, when I think about those things, when I think about just how really awesome God is and how much He really loves us, it blows me away. It makes me so excited to tell somebody about Him. And you know, if you would, turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 and the verses that I'll be bringing my lesson uh, from today are verses 7 and 8. This is the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, Jesus is just giving it to the people. And He's giving it to us too. He's encouraging us to look to Him for guidance. He's encouraging us to look to Him for uh, the way we should live our lives. Let's read it. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. 
For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Jesus is speaking to the audience on the mount, and he's also speaking to us today, telling us that we should take serious asking and seeking and knocking him. You know, in chapter 6, and we talked about it uh, last week, we talked about uh, how we should not let the glory of what we do, whether we're praying or whether we're uh, giving our charitable deeds, we're not doing this in front of a bunch of people to bring glory to us, but we're doing it really to bring glory to God and for us to have a, a better relationship with God. He, you know, He's teaching us and He's showing us that it's not about going through the motions. It's about really wanting and seeking to have that relationship with God as a child of His. See, a lot of times, and I fall into this myself, I want to go through the motions and make sure I'm doing it right, but I forget that He's my dad and He loves me and He wants a relationship with me. And here He is, He's coming back into this prayer attitude and He's saying, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. And knock, and the door will be open. So I want to talk about these three points. So I guess the title of my lesson would be Ask, Seek, Knock. First of all, let's think about this asking. When you pray, you ask for stuff. You, you know, and when I think about that, I, I go back to what we had talked about in Sammy's class the last two weeks about how a, a, a parent uh, treats their child. You know, if, if Libby comes up to the cabinet under the, um, where the sink is, below the sink, you know, that's where the Windex and the Clorox wipes and all the, uh, the stuff, poisonous stuff is at. Now, if she comes over to that cabinet and she wants to get in there, I'm not just going to open it up and let her just get whatever she needs, right? No, because I understand I want the best for my kids, so I'm not going to let her get in there and get herself sick. Now, Isaac, what if he asked me to go somewhere? Like he asked me to go to Clarksville to the football game. I think it was Clarksville. He wanted to go to the football game. So I don't immediately say, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. No, there's some stuff I need to figure out. Who are you going with? When are you leaving? Where are you going to be at? When are you coming back? And then I base my decision on what I think is best for my kid. Amp that up, that's God. Huh? Sometimes I'll say yes, but sometimes, I know we hate to hear this, but he says no. Sometimes he says, hold on, wait a minute. Maybe later, 
But he says, ask. I got two examples. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 and 10. 2 Corinthians. You know, the struggle comes... And I'm, and I'm with it. I, I understand this. The struggle comes... 2 Corinthians 12... Verses 7 and 10. And I talk about this a lot, but it's a great point. The struggle comes not when he says yes, but the struggle comes when we think he says no, right? We've been asking for something and we just ain't getting it. Look at what, look at what happens with Paul. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. And, and least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that, I might depart, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, because of that, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Have you ever wanted to... You're struggling with something. Something ain't right. And you're asking God to fix it. And he ain't fixed. Why aren't you fixing it? Look what he told Paul. My grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Sometimes God don't want to answer that prayer because He wants you to grow. He he understood that Paul would exalt himself and think he was really somebody. So he allowed this thorn in the flesh to be a part of him. So he could look to God for the guidance. He could ask God for help through his struggles. He pointed it back to having a relationship with God. That's what he wants from us. Not the motions, the relationship. Turn with me to Mark chapter 14. You know, I never really thought about how this wording is of this verse right here. But I'm going to give you another example of somebody asking (laughs) and not necessarily getting the answer he wanted. Mark chapter 14, verse 36. And he said, Abba, Daddy, Abba, drawing it closer to the relationship with God. Abba meaning 
Daddy, you know, it's a whole lot more special when Libby calls me Daddy. Jesus is struggling right here. He says, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. All things are possible for you. Listen to what Jesus Christ says. Take this cup away from me. He was hurting, y'all. You ever been hurting and struggling with something? And asking God, come on, Lord, take this from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. You see, even the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, asked for something. And it didn't go exactly like he wanted it right then, right? But we know Jesus understood the deal. He understood, but he still came in the flesh. That's why he's so awesome. Thank you, Mark, for saying that. Our God is awesome. So when we ask, we need to make sure that we ask with the understanding we might get our prayer answered, but we might not. And we need to understand as hard as that may be sometimes, we know that God has a plan for our life. Amen? Do you believe that? Do you believe that as a child of God, that He has a plan for your life? And we talked about these two things in Danny's class just a second ago. When we ask, we need to ask with confidence. Because we're talking to our Father. But we also need to ask with humility, knowing who He is. Huh? 1 John 3, 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. 1 John 5, 14. Now this confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now I don't know why God... Uh, doesn't answer all of the prayers we see fit that need to be answered how we want it. But if you will trust Him. It, this is a hard one for me. And as I was studying this, I, it really that, that really hit me. Do I really trust God? Do I? I mean, do I really believe in what I'm doing? Do I believe that my faith is my faith and, I'm, and, and what I believe is true? And do I really believe? If I really believe that, then I'm going to trust God when it don't go like I see it needs to go. Second, we must be seeking 
I love a question. As we pray, are we really seeking God's will? You seen what Jesus said? Take this cup from me. Take it from me. So he's saying take it. But then the very next comment is what? Not my will, but your will. I know you ain't going to take this cup. (laughs) I know you ain't. But it's okay. Matthew 6.33. We know this verse. Sermon on the Mount. Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. And what's He say? And all these things will be added to you. He'll take care of you. tell Gracie I was going to talk about Elijah but I'm going to talk about him right now you know James was telling me that Elijah has a metal detector and so James, Elijah's been getting people to go help him uh, search for treasure he's going out into the field and he's searching for treasure And, and you know as he's seeking this I could almost guarantee you that when he was seeking for it, guess what? He found something. Now, they told me it was some type of Austrian coin, right? Austria? Two cents. He was seeking it. He was interested in it. He he was trying to get as many people to help him out. I could already see him. I'd go help him. I want to go help him now. Are we in our lives when we pray, Lord, I'm asking you to help me with this. But I want to do your will and I'm going to seek your will. Whatever I need to do, whether you answer my prayer or whether you don't. Hey, and you know what? Sometimes he answers it. But sometimes he don't. Have you ever been on both sides of that? Are you struggling with those things right now in your life? Psalms 119.45 says, I will walk at liberty. Why? For I seek your precepts. I seek the way that, that you want me to go. I don't have to be bound up by these uh, struggles and these pains. You know what? I can walk freely knowing that I'm going to seek your will. That's... Hey, man, that keeps me going. Because I have confidence that I understand that, you know what? No matter what life gives me, I'm a, let me say it, peculiar people. I'm a called out people. I'm different. And I want people to see it. Because people are going to see my struggles They'll see those tough times. But how I react is the way people are going to say, man, can you believe the struggles he's going through? And he's still putting God first. That encourages me when I see that. 
You know, it always felt good when I asked my dad, well, let me rephrase that. When I asked my dad to do something, and he told me I could do it, a lot of the times I'd just do it. But sometimes I'd ask him maybe something that I thought he might say no to, and he said yes. But he had some certain things that he wanted me to do, whatever the situation was. So I would ask, and he'd say, yeah, you can do it. And in the turn, what I wanted to do was I wanted to seek and make sure that I did what he asked me to do. Just like he wanted me to do it. And when he saw that, how do you think that he felt? But you know what, and I didn't really think about it till I was preparing this lesson, but what about when I asked my dad and I really wanted to do something and he said, you ain't doing that. Nope. How was my attitude then? A lot of the times it was terrible. Leave pouting. But how would it have made my dad feel if when I asked and he didn't, he said I couldn't do it? And then I was seeking to do what he wanted me to do anyway. And that was to be with him and have a relationship with him. A lot of the times it was, no, you don't need to do that because uh, I really wanted to spend time with you. How strong does a relationship like that get when both sides are willing to work together? Pretty strong, right? Even in the, even in the kid-parent relationship. But think about your relationship with you and God. When you're asking and you don't know if you're going to get it or not, but it don't matter because I'm still going to seek what I need to do. I want to seek your will, whatever I need to do, Father. I'm not going to let uh, what I think is an unanswered prayer hinder me from doing your will and being excited to, to, to live for you. Just like Elijah was taking that metal detector out and searching uh, for the treasures, are we seeking out how we can not only live our life in a way that pleases the Father, but seeking out opportunities to bring Him glory and His church? Remember, there's only one church. Jesus only died... For one church. The last thing. Knocking. Turn with me to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Verses 5 through 8. I want to read this story real quick. And I've read it before. <laughs> a lot of my stories I've read about five, six times. But you know what? That's all right. 
I ain't ashamed to admit I do stuff repetitively. That's all right. Luke 11, 5, 8. Listen to this story. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, Though he will not rise and give to him because he is a friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. We see from the story that the man outside was knocking persistently. And not only that, but he was a friend of the person inside. But he wasn't going to open the door just because he was his friend. He was going to open the door because he was persistent. Hey, man, come on, man. But we know that God ain't like that. Jesus told his disciples in John 15, 14, he says, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Are you a friend of Jesus? Do you do what he says to do? Are you persistent? When you pray, I love this because boy, it hits me in the face. When you pray about things, are you a one hit wonder? Lord, I need you to help me with this. Thank you. Amen. He, see, he didn't answer it. I ain't supposed to pray no more. <laughs> Don't even work. A one-hit wonder. Do you pray and if it don't get answered, you just stop? Persistence, recklessness, audacity, shamelessness, or disregard, disregard of consideration for the one making the request. Lord, I'm asking, Lord, I'm struggling. Can you help me? Lord, it's you only that can answer this question. Lord, Lord. I know you ain't heard it. You ain't answered what I'm wanting, Lord. But Lord, I, I want to talk to you. God's not going to be put out like this, man. He was a little bit up. No, I can't get up, man. I'm already in the bed. God wants you knocking all day, every day, in every way. Asking, seeking, knocking. Lord, I'm seeking your will. I want to do your will. Show me. And guess what he says? 
it'll be open. Let me ask you as I close. Do you ask knowing you may not get what you want? Will you continue to seek to draw closer to Him even if the answer's good in your mind or bad? And will you be persistent, not worrying about what anybody else thinks, and knock at the door? Because brothers and sisters, uh, and those of you here who have not obeyed the gospel, let me read this to you real quick. He's going to open that door for you. But guess what? Luke 13, 25 through 27 says this. When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. And he will answer and say to you, I do not know you. Where are you from? Where are you from? Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence. And you taught in our streets. But he will say, Can you imagine this? Huh? But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you. I don't know you. Think about your life. Think about what you're doing right now. Tomorrow is not promised. It's not. And if you're living in a way that is not bringing glory and honor to the Lord and you're a brother or sister in Christ, shame on you and shame on me. Our God loves us so much and He could come back right now. But he'll say, I tell you, I do not know you. Where you're from? Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. But it don't have to be like that. He's given us a way to grow spiritually to him, asking, seeking, knocking constantly. We can do this every day in all of our ways. I love all of you. And I know y'all love me. What a blessing it is to be at Fountainhead. But if you are here today and you ain't living the right way and you need to get back on track, come and make that right today. But if you are here and you have not obeyed the gospel, the glorious gospel, Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, 
All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Do you need rest? Are you struggling in your life? Here's how you can be a Christian. Understand this. Jesus came, He died, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. According to the Scriptures. And He said, if you repent and turn from your old ways, you won't perish. He said, if you confess before men that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, then you have the right to become a child of God, John 1, 12. You have the right, and you can step into this water. The magical water? No, my friend. A water that is an obedience to what Peter told the, 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 the first uh, Jews that heard the gospel Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Your sins can be forgiven when you come out of the water and you're a new creature. But just like me and Billy Joe talk about, it's just the beginning. You know, in Revelation 2.10, and it says it on the sign, Be faithful until death, and I'll give you the crown of life. When you come out of the water, the journey just begins. But oh, what an awesome journey it is because you get to walk hand in hand with Jesus and with brothers and sisters in Christ. Huh? To encourage you all the way. Boy, I love holding everybody's hand, huh? If you have a need, if you want to become a Christian, come right now together with Stanson.